Hello and welcome to the commentary for lesson 341. This is 2 Kings chapter 9. So here we come to Jehu and he's being anointed king of Israel. So we start off with Elisha the prophet. He summons a member from the group of prophets, tells him to get ready to travel and take a flask of oil with you. Go to Ramoth Gilead and find Jehu, son of Jehoshaphat. Remember, Jehoshaphat was a good king, um, but was intertwined with Ahab and his family. In fact, Jehoshaphat arranged for his oldest son, Jehoram, to marry Ahab's daughter, remember. And Jehoshaphat had five sons. Jehu was the second oldest of five. So that means that Jehu's sister-in-law was of Ahab's family. So he was very intertwined. These are his in-laws, basically. So what Jehu has to do in this chapter and going forward um, to avenge the Lord's people, the Lord's prophets and his servants that were killed by Jezebel is no small task. And so he was killing people that he had built relationships with for generations. And Ahab and Jezebel, it seems especially when Jezebel is putting on her makeup when she hears that Jehu is coming, it's almost like you can picture her being very somber, putting her makeup on, like she knows this is her last hour. She knows what the prophecy said. And if you remember, um, if you go back to, let's see, where was it? In 1 Kings chapter 21, remember Ahab and Jezebel, they took over Naboth's vineyard. Remember that? They asked him, um, he was had the neighboring land and King Ahab wanted Naboth's property so that he could have a garden. And Naboth didn't want to give it up. It had been in his family for generations and he didn't want to do that. So they killed him or had him killed so that they could take his land. And God was very upset. So I want to read that scripture. First Kings 21 and this starts in verse 17. It says, but the Lord said to Elijah, go down to meet King Ahab of Israel who rules in Samaria. He will be at Naboth's vineyard in Jezreel, claiming it for himself. Give him this message. This is what the Lord says. Wasn't it enough that you killed Naboth? Must you rob him too? Because you have done this, dogs will lick your blood at the very place where they licked the blood of Naboth. Okay, then it goes on. Elijah says, I have come because you have sold yourself to what is evil in the Lord's sight. So now the Lord says, I will bring disaster on you and consume you. I will destroy every one of your male descendants, slave and free alike, anywhere in Israel. I am going to destroy your family as I did the family of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, and the family of Baasha, son of Ahijah. For you have made me very angry and have led Israel into sin." Verse 23 says, and regarding Jezebel, remember this is Elijah speaking to Ahab, and regarding Jezebel, the Lord says, dogs will eat Jezebel's body at the plot of land in Jezreel. Now, what's interesting is further on in this section, verse 27, it says, but when Ahab heard this message, he tore his clothing, dressed in burlap, and fasted. He even slept in burlap and went about in deep mourning. Then another message from the Lord came to Elisha. Do you see how Ahab has humbled himself before me? Because he has done this, I will not do what I promised during his lifetime. It will happen to his sons. I will destroy his dynasty. 
So we see that um, God had a little change of our heart regarding Ahab, and he changed the doom that was to come a little bit. He tweaked it. But now we see the fulfillment of that prophecy. And so if the story seems a little familiar, it did when I was going through it and I kept thinking, did I read this before? That's why. It's because what we're reading this time is just the layers and layers of fulfilled prophecy. So Elijah appoints a prophet to go to Ramoth Gilead, find Jehu and anoint him, um, pour the oil over his head and anoint him as king of Israel. But he's already been anointed by Elijah. Back in 1 Kings chapter 19, I know we're kind of back and forth, but this is all very important because it's all coming together. Then the Lord told him, this is for Elijah, go back the same way you came and travel to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive there, anoint Hazael to be king of Aram, then anoint Jehu, son of, grandson of Nimshi, to be king of Israel, and anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, from the town of Abel-Meholah, to replace you as my prophet. So remember, again... Elijah did a bunch of anointings in one lump, and it was all um, at the Lord's command. So this had already been done. Elijah had already anointed Jehu, um, but here he was being anointed again by Elisha. So perhaps, you know, Jehu was young, and Elijah's anointing was, this is God's plan for your life. And when Elisha comes back and anoints him again, perhaps it's like, what God will work through you is going to start at this time. It doesn't say that in scripture. I'm just guessing that that could be the situation here. So the young prophet did as he was told and went to Ramoth Gilead. When he arrived there, he found Jehu sitting around with his, with the other army officers. And he says, I have a message for you, commander. He said, now remember, Jehu is an army officer in Israel. Okay. Israel is the Northern kingdom. That would be unruled presently under King Joram. Okay. And so Jehu says, who do you have a word for? And he says, for you. Okay. So he gets up and he goes into the house with this young prophet. And the young prophet then pours the oil over Jehu's head and said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I anoint you king over the Lord's people, Israel. You are to destroy the family of Ahab, your master. In this way, I will avenge the murder of my prophets and all the Lord's servants who were killed by Jezebel. Verse eight, the entire family of Ahab must be wiped out. I will destroy every one of his male descendants, slave and free alike, anywhere in Israel. So this will, of course avenge the deaths of God's uh, servants and his prophets, and it will bring about justice and the fulfillment of prophecy. Dogs will eat Ahab's wife Jezebel at the plot of land in Jezreel, and no one will bury her. Then the young prophet opened the door and ran. Now it's interesting that he opened the door and ran, and that Elijah told him to run. My study Bible says this, Elijah had prophesied that many people would be killed when Jehu became king. That was back in 1 Kings 19, and we just read that. Thus, Elijah advised the young prophet to get out of the area as soon as he delivered his message before the slaughter began. So Jehu's actions seem harsh as he hunts down relatives and friends of Ahab, but Unchecked Baal worship was destroying the nation. If Israel was to survive, the followers of Baal had to be eliminated. 
Jehu is the instrument of God to fulfill the prophecy and to bring about justice. So Jehu receives this prophecy and he goes back to his fellow officers and tries to play it off and they poke and prod and finally get it out of him that the prophet had told him he would be king over Israel. They get up all excited and they're ready to, you know, they're blowing ram's horns and shouting, Jehu is king. So they're excited, um, probably because they're friends of the king. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, Okay, then we get to Jehu and he goes and kills Joram and Ahaziah. And remember, Joram is Ahab and Jezebel's son. Okay, so this this is prophecy come about. So just as God predicted through Elijah, all of these things come about. Okay, so now we have Jehu and he is leading a conspiracy against King Joram. Remember Joram, he had just gotten injured in a battle and he was going back to Jezreel, his summer home or summer palace to recover from his wounds. And conveniently, Ahaziah, the king of Judah, had gone to be with him. So that was convenient because he was able to kill everybody all at once, right? So Jehu gets in his chariot and rode to Jezreel. The watchman on the tower of Jezreel saw Jehu and his company approaching, and he shouted to Joram, I see a company of troops coming. And so they're trying to figure out who it is. King Joram sends a messenger out to find out if he comes in peace. They figure out it's Jehu, that he wants to know if he's coming in peace. And there is something behind or could be something behind Jehu's reply. Each time, twice, a messenger comes out and says, uh, the king wants to know if you are coming in peace. Jehu's reply says, what do you know about peace? fall in behind me. What he's really saying there is, what do you know about peace? My study Bible suggests that, you know, true peace comes only from the Lord. And clearly Joram and Ahaziah are evil kings. They do evil in the Lord's sight. So what do they know about peace? That's what he's saying. Fall in behind me. So because he fell in behind him, King Joram isn't getting the reporting. All he can assume is that Jehu does not come in peace. So he sends another one, another messenger out, just to be sure. And Jehu responds the same way. What do you know about peace? Fall in behind me. So then they get there. The third time, King Joram comes out and demands, Do you come in peace, Jehu? Interesting, three times, right? Jehu replies, How can there be peace as long as the idolatry and witchcraft of your mother Jezebel are all around us? Then King Joram turned the horses around and fled, shouting to King Ahaziah, treason Ahaziah. So they're alerted of the problem. This is basically a declaration of war, Jehu against King Joram and Ahaziah. And we know that Jehu wins. And why does he win? Because it is the plan of God. And it was all fulfillment of prophecy in order to avenge the death of God's prophets and God's servants. This was prophesied by Elijah and Elisha. And so now we see the fulfillment of that prophecy, just as the Lord had said. And then we get to the death of Jezebel. Again, she's uh, the queen mother, and she heard that Jehu had come to Jezreel. She paints her eyelids and fixes her hair as she sat at the window. It's 
a somber occasion. She knows her death is imminent. And when Jehu enters the gate of the palace, she shouts at him, Have you come in peace, you murderer? You're just like Zimri, who murdered his master. It's interesting that she too says, Have you come in peace? Remember, their families are intertwined. But they knew that this day of reckoning would come. They knew it. Ahab himself received that prophecy. He knew what was going to happen. If he knew it, Jezebel surely knew it because she was the boss of Ahab. Jehu looked up and saw her at the window and shouted, Who is on my side? And two or three eunuchs looked out at him. So basically people even in her own palace, her own servants, were turning on her. They knew what was about to happen. Jehu says to throw her down, and they did. They threw her out the window, and her blood splattered against the wall and on the horses. Jehu trampled her body under his horse's hooves. Then Jehu went into the palace and ate and drank. Then he must have gotten a uh, conscience and decided that, well, she was actually the daughter of a king, so he had to give her proper respect. He decided to have someone go and bury He called her this cursed woman, for she is the daughter of a king. But when they went out to bury her, they found only her skull, her feet, and her hands. And why is that? Because, just as the prophecy said and is now being fulfilled, verse 36 points out, When they returned and told Jehu, he stated, This fulfills the message from the Lord, which he spoke through his servant Elijah from Tishbe. At the plot of land in Jezreel, dogs will eat Jezebel's body. Her remains will be scattered like dung on the plot of land in Jezreel so that no one will be able to recognize her. So definitely we see this is all just playing out according to prophecy. And again, that's why it seems like it's all familiar. It's because we've read it before, um, but we were reading it as prophecy and now prophecy is fulfilled. So we can be sure that when God comes up with a plan beforehand, that it will play out and we do still have free will. We can affect the events in some way, but any event that God deems necessary He's going to make it happen one way or another. And if certainly if he uses a prophet and declares a prophecy before man, then it will come to light. We can be sure. So that's really it. I hope you all have a great day and I will talk to you soon.